3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. 3CR pays respect to elders past and present of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their unceded sovereignty. This is 3CR Breakfast. Alternative news, analysis and current affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am to 8.30am. Good morning. You're on 3CR Thursday breakfast, 8.55am. It is just past 7 o'clock on the 6th of February. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Morning. How are you both this fine morning? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit worse for wear this morning, but... Look, we can't be brilliant all the time. No, yeah, no, you can take a break. You've deserved a well-deserved break. Yeah, too much brilliance, yeah. too often. Yeah, you're look, making us look bad. <laughs> Firstly, I'm glad you came in a bit half-cut. shy. <laughs> um, what's what's going on this morning? What are we doing? Um, well, we're having a yeah. What's up first? <laughs> Okay, yeah, and pull that one back. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth. Does anyone Um, know what's happening on this show? We do, we do. Um, Actually, I think the problem is maybe that I had a decaf coffee this morning instead of an actual coffee, and I'm like, it just doesn't do the trick, does it? No, yeah. I fully support decaf, but I think I'm a bit sick at the moment. Um, But it's not quite the same. Not the buzz. (laughs) Um, Anyway, this morning, first up, we're listening to um, a speech by folks on the front line in Chile. So this is a speech on the 25th of January at the Inter-American Forum of Human Rights in Santiago, Chile, um, where the forum determined that human rights abuses in Chile are systemic, and it's called Primera Linea. So we'll be listening to that in at quarter past or so, just to get a bit of an update about the stuff that's going on in Chile at the moment. Great. And then later on the show, we're going to be speaking with Gerald Roche. Um, and Gerald's an organiser for Melbourne Free University. And Melbourne Free Uni has been putting on free talks and courses in Melbourne's inner north for about 10 years now. Um, and they have, um, yeah, an event tonight. So Gerald's going to be speaking about that. And then we're going to have Carol and Yanni from the Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance come in uh, and just talk to us about all of the racism that's been happening amidst the coronavirus. And lastly, really excited to have Ripley um, come on the show. And Ripley is the brainchild of Family, uh, which is the pre-launch EP is tonight. And you've probably been seeing a lot of um, their advertising around for that event. So it's a really exciting Pacifica techno hip hop um, event that's happening tonight. Awesome. And also in terms of important updates, um, it was my birthday two days ago. Uh, happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Should we sing? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, we don't need to punish them for listening. <laughs> all right, well, after all that, shall we head on over to some headlines? Kate? Yeah, you want some headlines? Yes. Well, I've got some. <laughs> Good. I've, I've come prepared to my bit. Um, so first up. Melbourne's first stand-alone medical cannabis clinic and dispensary will open in St Kilda this Saturday. So the relief, and I just think it's really important to actually highlight that it's spelt relief, E-L-E-A-F, clinic will have a dispensary. Doctors who specialise in prescribing cannabis 
and store, like a little shop selling hemp products and organic honey. The founder, Gary McKenzie, hopes to open about 500 clinics across the Asia-Pacific in the next five years. So in a nod to the U.S. boom on recreational cannabis, Relief has decided to brand its pharmacy as a dispensary, but it's nothing sort of like the U.S., like you can't just go and buy weed now. Um, if the clinic's doctors assesses whether a person's health can be helped by medical cannabis, um, then they must go to the Therapeutic Goods Administration and the State Health Department um, for approval. But I do just want to highlight there are no restrictions on the conditions a doctor can prescribe for, but a clinical justification must be provided by the TGA. And to federal politics, where the coalition split over how to respond to climate change has widened. So there's a new Liberal MP, Katie Allen, um, who has been canvassing privately the need for the government to appoint a dedicated climate change minister. So this was leaked by The Guardian, um, and Allen was in a private chat advocating for um, more action and and a special minister. So she was elected for the seat of Higgins in May and is... Um, one of a number of Liberal MPs who have been arguing internally for the government to increase its ambition on climate change. So she's joined there by fellow Victorian Tim Wilson, who's in the seat of Goldstein, um, who spoke to the party room on Tuesday in favour of more ambitious climate action and is urging the government to um, consider nuclear power. So, unsurprisingly, he gave his speech and then Nationals MP George Christenden, Barnaby Joyce and uh, David Gillespie argued that the government should not succumb to pressure from inner city voters. So, a bit of backlash there. And in finally, I would like to wrap up with actually some really good news, something very exciting. It's, this is when I say the first line, it's not going to sound exciting. But a fire, a fire that ripped through Victoria's UNESCO World Heritage Site at the start of January has actually helped the traditional owners rediscover a new fish trap. So much of the area, which was given UNESCO World Heritage listing in June last year, was scorched in the blazes. But the new fish trap, which was, which has obviously has significant cultural heritage, means the site will be visited by experts later this month who will use aerial mapping to confirm the size. Traditional owner Dennis Rose said the trap is clearly, uh, is a clearly constructed channel about 25 metres in length and is located 70 metres from the oldest trap, which is um, 6,600 years old. So the new trap came totally as a surprise to the traditional owners, um, and they obviously walk through the areas regularly. Uh, later this year, there will be an $8 million redevelopment of the site, which will include a visitor centre and a lookout. And that is all Thursday morning's headlines to get you started. Thanks, Kay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. And also, it's so great having you in the studio. Yeah, back in the hot seat. Live from the studio. Well, somebody had caffeine this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go ride home now. <laughs> I'm seeing you both in the flesh. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, why not? This has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, well, let's play your track now, I think. Um, And this one is Drowning by Misha. If people choose to live where there's no jobs, obviously it's very, very difficult to close the gap. Uh, It's not the job of the taxpayer to subsidise lifestyle choices. The way you wake your freedom when it's heavy with the opinions I've heard. Burdened by decisions, see if restricting your 
always drowning, drowning naked. And all I could see was face to faces. I'm always drowning. obvious to me that if you live in a, in a completely violent um, cultural milieu that it's going to translate into every aspect of women's lives. Accent women. What's a border? They don't see it like a big wall right along the How the can country. people live ordinary lives when they're living in such an extraordinary situation where there are, two, where there are armies there and terrorists there and such conflict every single day of their lives? Accent women. A show by and about women from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. Community Radio 3CR. Imagine if students all across Australia started to call for their schools to declare a climate emergency. That's what some of the biggest names in the youth climate movement are now striving to achieve. Join the National Climate Emergency Summit for a student workshop facilitated by some of Australia's leading young strategists as they help students create a roadmap for getting schools to declare a climate emergency and advance serious action on climate. Friday the 14th of February at 2pm. Go to climateemergencysummit.org for more information. A 3CR supporter. Would you like to get involved in the decision-making process at 3CR? Nominations are now open in 3CR's Community Radio Federation elections. You can stand as a subscriber representative and have valuable input into the programming and future direction of this diverse and dynamic radio station. Nominations are due by Monday, 10th of February at 5pm. For more information, contact 3CR Station Manager on 9419. 8377 or download the nomination form at the 3CR website 3cr.org.au forward slash people Hi, I'm Jeffrey I'm Alphonse I'm Erwin and we, we are, are from, from the Voice of West Papua. Tuesday, 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. News and music from West Papua. And that
that beautiful track that we heard before was Drowning by Misha. You're on 3CR Thursday Breakfast, 8.55am. And up next, we're going to be hearing the first public speech given by those on the front line, Primera Linea, in Chile. This speech was given on the 25th of January this year. Detener un poco la, el foro, vamos a recibir a representantes de la primera línea. Por favor, recibámoslos de pie con un aplauso a nuestros héroes, a los representantes de la represión, de los agentes del Estado, que se hagan presentes acá adelante, escuchemos qué nos tienen que decir. Adelante, tiene la palabra ahí. You're on 3CR, Thursday breakfast, 8.55am. We just had to pause that for one tick. We'll be back in just a moment. 3CR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. Six years I've been in desert. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates right across Victoria. It's good to be here because uh, Aboriginal radio and um, you don't really get to do this much. Brings us all together. Time, you'll get your time to take that first step out that front door to freedom beyond these walls. Make sure and I just want to say thank you to all of you for giving us the opportunity to speak on air. The reason, the bigger the calling. Make your commitment and watch things unfold. And you can listen to audio from this year's broadcasts and previous years as well. Online at any time, just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. But also while I'm here, I'd like to say thank you for all for coming, um, helping, giving us a chance to do this. It's really good, you know. It's been going for a while now. Hopefully, it goes, it keeps going. You know, like it's, it's good that we can do this and um, get our voice out there as prisoners. We can't blame everything on the external, so let's stop looking for it in the hands of the persecutor, because real power comes from here and it comes from family. If you would like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03-9419-8377. 3CR broadcasters present over 100 radio programs every week. 
including a diverse range of community language shows. Kamu semua ada dengar Trisia Community Radio, please subscribe now. Tustamiuna ila ila Trisia Community Radio araja al-ishtrakal an. Ninggal ungalin samuha wanoli Trisia rai kertu kondir kondir kal. Hindre nenggal. Están escuchando Radio Comunitaria 3CR. Suscríbete ahora. Metsuk ketsek radio i gairanin horatang gudam elbumi hai kaotin. Hima artan akrvetsek iper Trisia rai antam. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. You're on Community Radio 3CR, 855 AM on your dial. Um, just before, we were hearing the original Spanish version of um, the Frontline Primera Linera uh, speech in Chile, and now we're going to be hearing the English version. Good afternoon to todos, todas, and todes. What did you call us delinquents, Sebastián Piñera? What didn't the media understood we were not stealing? What, why didn't the politicians understand our need to change the country so it's fairer for everyone? We are those who take care of each other. We are those who go forth head on and are left with no eyes. We are those who put our chest out and get riddled with bullets. We are those who go fucking starving so others can eat. We are tired of living solely to work. So at the end of the month, those who don't know anything about efforts are wealthier. We fight for the workers with dirty hands from working all their lives to earn crumbs. Those dirty hands who rose up against the injustice of 30 years. Hands who are overflowing of blood of people tired of being abused. Hands that pick up rocks to fight other hands with weapons and shoot bullets. Hands that proudly raise their flags, hands that are proud of their country and their people. Hands of struggle in a country of inequality who got tired of filling with money the hands of others who become richer without any effort. Those other hands that never knew hunger, those other hands that never got dirty. Aren't you ashamed? Aren't you ashamed? They say they are doing the best for the people, while they are punishing the people. How can they know what is best for us if they are never with us? They don't know our needs. They only know the needs of those who want to make themselves richer. Our people are bleeding in front of the entire world, in plain sight of a government that instead of providing solutions creates more conflicts with these discourses of war. This government does not care if it's being watched, Least of all they care to about the crimes against humanity they are committing. They know their allies belong to that world that practically owns all of resources, all of our country. They are supported by business people of all sectors. It is also supported by the major worldwide capitalist powers, those who stand to lose if we as Chileans get what we want. They lustfully watch how those of us who are fighting fall in our streets. Our people are bleeding. And the president, instead of healing the wounds of our past, opens them even further, so our blood keeps spilling in the streets of Chile. Our people are bleeding every day, and each time it's more brutal. This president does not want to heal the wounds of the people. Instead, he opens them up again with a harder hand, opens them with police repression. He tears them open with laws that attack our right to freedom. 
Her people are bleeding because a tyrant doesn't want to give up part of the wealth that politicians and the business class have stolen during years. They care more about the green paper than our red blood. Our people bleed because those that govern do so for the most affluent group, for the minority, for that 6%, for those who fill up their pockets, those who steal with full hands while they call us thieves. Us, who are resisting in the streets, struggling against their historic plunder and indifference. Every time they open their mouths to talk about peace in their speeches, they want their blood to cover the main roads so that the politicians and the business class can bathe in it. Our people bleed because indolence and greed have blinded those who govern us. They act like victims, as if they were the ones losing their eyes. Our people bleed, and while that continues, we can't stop fighting together alongside our brothers and sisters. We will keep fighting so that this blood will not have been split in vain, so that every death, every wounded, every mutilated eye, every woman who was raped, every Chilean who was tortured, every scream of pain won't be silenced, but the opposite, so it be heard by all the deaf, all of you. Our people bleed, and we apologize if our speech is too violent for you. But we want the entire world to know that the blood of millions of Chileans is being spilled with impunity, hidden behind the discourse that talks about peace and unity while on the other sidewalk have declared a war unto us. Our people bleed and we ask for help. As people, we are alone. We are not important to the big governments of the world. There is no oil here, or natural resources are being ransacked by their heartless selves. Our people bleed and will continue to bleed because as Chileans we will stay firm. The first line will stay in the streets, damn it. The first line will keep defending... ...people from your abuse. The first line will keep fighting, even if they make us all blind. We will scream dignity, even if they... Even if they cut our tongues, we will keep screaming. We will keep bleeding for our country even if our veins run dry, even if we all bled out. Thank you. You're on 3CR Thursday Breakfast, and that was the speech Frontline Primera Linea um, from Chile, which was given on the 25th of January, an incredibly powerful and emotive speech just then. And up next we're going to hear a track, I believe. What do we listen to, Carly? Um, well, I think we're just going to play all Indigenous artists, like most weeks. So we're going to be playing a track by Dallas Woods. Um, Dallas is actually performing, I believe, this weekend at uh, the St Kilda Festival. So definitely try and check him out. Uh, such an incredible rapper. This one is called Chapter One. Two, four, five, six. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, at 8, 7, found connection with the place of a home Where muddy water and fresh air was our favourite cologne Bastion, Coburn Rangers and all of the five rivers That side alone remind us ancestors are still with us Fresh fish for dinner, go and a turkey for dinner Mutton packs cause we don't want that juwadi They get us walking down the highway the tourists are taking pictures, I do now, but back then I really never used to get it. How beautiful and lucky we are to call this place home, come to think about it. That's why we never stayed home, always out and about, remember St. Joe's days. Mango tree where we ate, grassless over we played. Final 
bell lines park the next stops. Healthy plum, sugar, tamarind, and pop rocks. Boys play football, girls play hopscotch. Any beast drive, fast me, you'll make it drop, drop. We'll spin for doof when we was little kids. Hat fights turn real when we were little kids. Street lights meant home when we were little kids. Dark times, still not home, yeah, we were little shit. True God, fast forward a few years. State school, familiar faces and new peers. Went from wearing blue to an orange uniform. The moment their reunion was formed. Cliff kid for life, win them boy till I die. No text message, just flick your hand in the sky. That's how, that's by, what now? He right, English, Creole, two worlds, hand signs. Cadger, cadger, cadger up. Young men always up to something. They break at the bakery doing nothing. Cruising around town with the bros, music pumping. Or trying to find us a wifey window jumping. Teenagers with no favors, all we have was the night. The way you earned your stops, the way you handle the fight. We know the protocol. So to the elders, polite. Respect your elders or they knock out your lights. It's a cultural right. My big bros got a license. Dangerous. My big bros, 18 plus. Dangerous. All we got is open road, that's dangerous. Full tank, full esky, where they taking us? Now that's the question that they wanna know. Kiss my mama, my nan, and tell them I gotta go. Country music playing as soon as we hit the road. Hey, country music where I'm from, not a single soul. Well, school didn't finish it, wasn't good with listening. Knew it wasn't for me, common sense was kicking in. Clear as day, I'm different, I'm hoping in the best way. Traveling the country while my brothers finished 10th grade. Four states in 10 days, it kind of mean no leg space. Homesick, but living in the moment was my best trait. The things I've seen by the age of 16, the type of things you consider a dream. Mr. Work hard, play hard, same routine. Sometimes a little too hard, but what's life without battles, Scott? I make it home every once in a while. Welcome home with a smile. My friends be going up quick. A few of them having kids. I lost a few on the way. They're feeling really is shit. For that reason, won't quit. Window made me like this. Turned a boy to a warrior like a river a king. And you know that's the way that it is. So here's a message to the next gen. Head up high. You're never gonna make a change if you're never gonna drop. Dallas Woods, representing the EK, EK, EK. You know what it is. Thank you very much. Much love. Peace out. Tune in to Completada Bailable. Wednesdays, 6.30 p.m. Let's spice it up in Spanish with a little bit of English. Join the feast. The ingredients for our completos are... Analysis. Arts and culture. Poetry. And music. Remember, Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Tune in. Free CR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. Free CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers, and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at Free CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch.
Gecko is an independent, grassroots environment organisation based in East Gippsland that has campaigned to protect the remaining forests of the region since 1993. Kungra Survives is a film fundraiser with all funds raised going to Gecko to survey fire-affected areas for ongoing forest conservation. Kungra Survives, Café Gummo, 711 High Street, Thornbury, Sunday the 16th of February from 6pm. $10 unwaged, $15 waged and $20 solidarity. For more information, head to goongrasurvives.net, a 3CR supporter. You're listening to 855 AM 3CR Radio. This morning your hosts are Max and Carly. And now we're going to play another track. This one is just one of my favourite tracks actually from last year. Um, so this one goes out to all the blackfellas listening this morning. Nookie, blackfellas. <laughs> Freedom ride, that's Charlie. You a nation, my army. I make rip like the walkie. Going hard and I'm focused in. Narrow black, no talking shit. Narrow black, still a kind of a kid, but ayy, look what I did, ayy. Black every lit, ayy. I'm back on my shit, ayy. And I always stand for that anthem. I'ma hold the game for ransom. And I don't fuck with Hanson. That's Pauline, my boy. I'm no Adam Gilchrist, I'm more Eddie Gilbert. I'ma make them feel this, I'ma really fucking feel it It's my season, season, and I make it look easy, easy And I'm running like Freeman, Freeman, yeah And you never see me, see me, yeah All the Morris, all the Kuris, all the Kuris, can you hear me? All the Nungas, all the Nungas, all the Bama, can you hear us? All the Mungas, all the Yamajis, all the Maradis, can you handle these? To the top, we're straight in the parlor, walk to the island, go to the young man Hey, 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 black up, black up, black up, black up, black up, black up now me say, you my blood, but don't got blood, that's a problem, cause what? I do my thing, I does, I does, I'm a problem, cause what? And they don't speak our lingo, and they don't love our people. Line them up for Nito, I stand over like people. They see, don't see, no speak, no, if they want a big no, I'm the black Steven Seagull. Speak our lingo and they don't love our people. Line them up for me too. I stand over like people. See, no, see, no, speak no. If they want a big no, the black Steven Seagull. Fuck off. All the Murrays, all the Kuris, all the Kuris, can you hear me? All the Nungas, all the Nungas, all the Bama, can you hear us? All the Mungas, all the Yamajis, all the Murrays, can you handle these? Till the top is straight and Apollo walk to the island, go to the young man. Hey, hey, black out, black out, black out, black out, black out, black out, black out. Now me say you don't love it, don't got it, blood, that's a problem, cause what? I do my thing, I does, I does, I'm a problem, cause what? And that track was Blackfellas by Nookie. And up next, we're going to be hearing from Uncle Robbie Thorpe's Invasion Day speech. Uncle Robbie Thorpe. Thanks, everybody. First, I want to acknowledge uh, the ancestors, the ancestors that uh, died defending this land from foreign invasion. And we, as we can see, as this massacre map appears 
you can see that this country is covered in the blood of Aboriginal people, from the length and breadth of it. Australia is a part of an undeclared war and a secret invasion. And it began 250 years ago this year. And this is an important milestone for all of us. It's about the, the roots of this country and how it came together. We have this argument every year whether it was a, a peaceful settlement or was it an invaded land. Come on. We're at the point now where we need to take that step beyond it. This is an invaded land. It's got to be accepted. It's got to be a part of that curriculum. And if you teach your children lies, well, what's that going to manifest into, folks? Now, we have a country that's built on lies, deceit, fraud, propaganda, and race hatred indoctrination. And it's... You can see it permeating through the entire system. And we're the victims of institutional racism, our people. It's institutionalised. It's not so much the people who've been kept ignorant and denied opportunity to learn about who we are and what we are. You know, all these institutions are responsible. If you look at all the royal commissions, it points the finger at these institutions that have been the, the cause, the underlying causes of all these problems that we face. I think it's really beautiful here today uh, that we can all come together on this important day, this day of mourning for our people. We had a, a, a dawn service. I think it's really appropriate the way we start this day is acknowledging our ancestors. There's no acknowledging for them. And that's, we need to heal the ancestors' spirit for this country to move forward. And that's something we can all do together. Together. Let's go to those places where our people have, have fallen and the blood's on the ground as a community and heal that business there. When that happens, this place will change. Now, our law, our amazing old law, as we say, started in the beginning. It was the beginning. And our law came at that time. It was a law that was unchanging. It wasn't made by a man or a woman governed by our ancestors. Spirit's our law. It's so special and it's sustainable. It's fair. It's something that it's the law of this land. We're asking everyone that they should acknowledge that law. This is our land and our law. This falsehood behind me, the first of the colonial governments to constitute on the basis of terra nullis. Not Mare Island, very close to New Guinea, Melanesian, beautiful people, but this is a different law here. And this is where it all began in Victoria, the premier state, the first colony to constitute. So this is where it can change, and it's where it needs to change. This is one of the places that hasn't got native title because of what Jeff Kennett did. In the, in the Land Titles Validation Act of 1999, we sold off all the Crown claimable land and there was nothing there left for the native title. <laughs> Jeff Kennett. Now, there's a whole litany of crimes against our humanity in the state of Victoria. Now, it's important that we know this. Now, we're human beings. It's taken them a long time to recognise the fact that we are human beings here in our own country. They've denied us our human rights, our humanity, 
our very existence, our genius. You can see how genius we are. You people have read that book, whether it was Bill Gamage's book, or whether it's uh, Bruce Pascoe's, uh, or whether it's John Batman's journals. When John, when John Batman came up that river, he was so impressed in the way that the land was tended, he was waiting to see the, the manor house. Because that's the way the Aboriginal people look after land. It's, it's a monumental lie, Australia. It's a fundamental lie. Deception. You know, everything you've ever learned about our people is a lie, particularly if it's coming through the institutions. So it's really important that we continue to do this. You know, we've had some tough times in terms of our rallies over the years. I can see it coming back with a vengeance now, right? And that's thanks to the, the younger mob air war and all the support they've been able to, to gather. And I'm pretty sure that's got a lot to do with social media. Now, our people have been denied access to the system, but social media is something different. And we've been able to organise ourselves to the point where we're becoming a powerful force. Because the truth is the most powerful weapon of all. Nothing can stop the truth. No army, no illegal regime, nothing can stop it. Sooner or later it's going to come out. And it's been 250 years of us being oppressed in our own land, brutally. People don't realise the gravity, the magnitude or the dimension of crime scene Australia. And one of the worst part of that crime is crime scene Victoria. Have a look what they reduced our population to. 0.01% of the population and the amount of land that our people have in this country today is about the same. In fact, we've lost land since the World Wars where our reserves were carved up and given to soldiers, non-Aboriginal soldiers, as soldier settlement. And our people didn't get nothing. Our, our, our returned soldiers got nothing. You know, we've been through it all, folks. 2020, to me, is about vision. What have we got? Are we going to keep coming back here and talking about Invasion Day? I hope not. I hope this is one of the last Invasion Days because we're going to take the initiative and create a new future for us all. What Aboriginal people can offer is we have the unceded sovereignty here. We have just cause. And if we've got the people who occupy our land, who stood behind us, these criminals will fall over the next day. The whole country is premised on lies, deceit, fraud and propaganda and race hatred indoctrination. So, you know, stand strong people, keep the faith, don't let these people intimidate you. you know, they've had their way with our people for 200 years in isolation from the rest of the world and we're still standing here with attitude and spirit. Right? If, we, if we step up... And, and look, this is a winning formula here, right here. This is enough people to take control of it all. You know, this is the conscientious people. I want to thank you so much for keep continuing to support our struggle here. Because what happens to us, 
will ultimately happen to, to you. What happens to us? Now, our people are governed by totem law too. Our totems are those animals who got burnt. That's a, that's a really sad day for our people. We feel it more than anyone, what happens to our land. And we're conditioned. We're toughened. And, and to lose so much of our totem animals is such an impact on us. And we haven't got time no more. There's no more time to waste here. We need to step up. This is the year 2020. I'm going to make a prediction that you know, this is round 250 since they were cooking the books and banking on banks on the 90-mile beach. They're plotting and scheming and scamming what they're going to do to this country. You know, they lied about the whole stew, right? So this is round 250, if you go back to 1770. And I predict colonialism, capitalism, imperialism, is going to get knocked out cold by about mid-year, January this year. They can't sustain themselves. You can't keep raping the land, thinking it's going to have no effect. And I don't want to you know, be attacking farmers and miners and loggers, but they're largely responsible for the condition of our land today. Right? You know, and that's why the pay the rent is so important. You know, we are governed by our ancestor spirits. We need to heal that. When we do that, it might rain. When we do that, the land may heal. But I don't see it happen beforehand. So I just want to say thanks again. And I just want to say thanks for the mob there. On service, I think that's a really important way. We need to heal our land, heal our people. And we owe it to our ancestors and we owe it to all of our children. All of us. Give them something. Okay? Our people understand freedom. We want you all to understand that. We might be oppressed, but we understand what freedom is, and we fight for it every day, and we've resisted this occupation since day one. I'm, I'm going to wind up, but before I go, I just want to say that uh, the, the organisation I work for, uh, 3CR Community Radio, has been our partner for the last 45 years that community organisation and our community organisations grew together here in Fitzroy and they've always been a part of our struggle, particularly on Invasion Day. And today they're doing a, a, a whole day of broadcasting and programming around Invasion Day, as they usually do for the last um, couple, of genera uh, couple of decades. They've done that for us. So I just want to acknowledge the Fresh Hour mob. And... We have a roving reporter running around. If you, you, you want to get on um, 3CR, you can talk to Vivian. She's running around for microphone. Anyway, thank you so much, peeps. Um, our day is coming. This is, the, this is the year of reckoning. And there's no turning back from here because you can see what happens to this land happens to us. And if we don't stand up and fight for that, well, we're all finished. So we've got to step up this year. And I think to come in together like we have, you know, liars and cheats are weak in spirit and heart. They will fall over really easily. It's a simple push, but we stand together to do it. That's all that has to happen, folks. I don't really believe in, you know, I think it's important that we change the date. 
Well, that's not the main game here. It's about making the date. The day called Independence Day. The one that we can all relate to and, and respect. Being independent from the Crown, a good, good start. Right? You're listening to 3CR 855 AM and we just listened to a speech by Robbie Thorpe at Invasion Day. Just such a powerful force. Um, and now we're going to be heading to another interview. We're going to be speaking with Gerald, who's on the line, from the Melbourne Free University. So the Melbourne Free University has been putting on free public talks and courses in Melbourne's inner north for almost 10 years on any topic you can imagine, from politics and philosophy to permaculture, poetry, language, film, literature and more. And they're all completely free. Welcome, Gerald. Good morning. How's it going? Great. Can you tell us a little bit more about how Melbourne Free University started? Um, I've only actually been involved with Melbourne Free University for the last year and a bit, so I don't have a grasp of the full history. Um, I think it was mostly a bunch of uh, people who were either PhD students or lecturers at university, and they wanted to sort of uh, share their knowledge uh, with the broader community. Mm. And there is an event on tonight, uh, and it's titled The Annexation of Palestine, Israeli yep. Annexation of Palestine, The Case of Bethlehem and the Etzion Colonial Block. Tell us more. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess what we try to do with the MFU is um, to have lectures which are speaking to current events um, that people might want to have uh, a bit more background information on or they might want to raise questions about. So uh, listeners will probably be aware that on Jan 28th, the new um, Trump peace plan was uh, announced for the Israel-Palestine situation. And so we're going to have a talk which gives some of the background into that and the, you know, the annexation, the ongoing annexation, the ongoing settler colonialism that is uh, ongoing in Palestine. Uh, we're going to hear from Melissa Yvonne, who has worked on the ground there. She's a human rights lawyer. She's been involved with an NGO that documents some, some of the, uh, the settler colonial activities of the, the state, the Israeli state in Palestine. And what are the details for the event? Um, so the Melbourne Free University is on every Thursday night between 6.30 and 8pm. It's at the Alderman Bar in Ligon Str- on Ligon Street in Brunswick. That's 134 uh, Ligon Street in Brunswick. Great. And what other events are coming up that Melbourne Free University is hosting? Yeah, so we're still pulling together the schedule. We're going to be running lectures every Thursday night from now until sometime in June. We've settled in some of the uh, lectures and we're still filling in a couple of gaps in the schedule. Um, we've got next week, we've got a talk coming up by Rachel Forwork, which is on changing environmental behaviours. Um, after that, uh, we'll have a talk by Claire O'Hanlon talking about the Dewey Decimal System that's used in libraries and some of the ways that um, it sort of uh, distorts rather than um, objectively classifies information and sort of hides things. Um, following that, on Feb 27th, we're going to hear from Fred Leone, who's a, um, 
Monash University, and he's going to be talking about a project called Wunungu Aura, which is a program to make animations in Indigenous Australian languages. And then um, we've got a couple of other lectures still in the works. We're trying to put together a series of lectures on protest movements at the moment. So we're going to be looking at protests in India, Hong Kong, and Lebanon uh, in the coming weeks as well. Great. We might have to get you back on the show to talk to you more about that series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yes, yeah, so for listeners, definitely head along to the Alderman tonight and then also every Thursday if you have some time from 6.30 to 8pm. And tonight, uh, Melissa Yvonne, who's an activist human rights lawyer, is going to be speaking. Yep. Great. Thanks yeah. so much, Cheryl, yeah. for joining us on yeah. the show. Um, is there, how can people um, follow the work that Melbourne Free University does? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter are probably the best ways to get in touch with us at the moment and um, and come along to the lectures. If you have any ideas, we're always open to suggestions. If there's a topic that you'd like to know more about or if people themselves want to come along and give a lecture, we're really open um, to hearing suggestions from people. So come along, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter and um, let us know what you'd like to hear about. Fantastic. Yeah, actually, when I was up at um, Woodford at the end of last year, Woodford Folk Festival, um, and there was a lot of talk about language revival, um, Fred Leone's name came up a lot and the research that he's doing down here. Yeah. Um, so oh, I'm great. excited to yeah hear him in a few weeks' time. Yeah, great. Get along. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Gerald. Cheers. No worries. Bye-bye. You're listening to 855 AM 3CR. We were just speaking with Gerald, one of the organisers from Melbourne Free University. Definitely head along tonight to uh, listen to Melissa Yvonne, who's a human rights uh, lawyer, and she'll be speaking about the annexation of Palestine. Would you like to get involved in the decision-making process at 3CR? Nominations are now open in 3CR's Community Radio Federation elections. You can stand as a subscriber representative and have valuable input into the programming and future direction of this diverse and dynamic radio station. Nominations are due by Monday, 10th of February at 5pm. For more information, contact 3CR Station Manager on 94198377 or download the nomination form at the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au forward slash people. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing whitefellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune in to Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Gecko is an independent, grassroots environment organisation based in East Gippsland that has campaigned to protect the remaining forests of the region since 1993. Kungra Survives is a film fundraiser with all funds raised going to Gecko to survey fire-affected areas for ongoing forest conservation. Kungra Survives, Cafe Gummo, 711 High Street, Thornbury, Sunday the 16th of February from 6pm. $10 unwaged, 
$15 waged and $20 solidarity. For more information, head to goongrasurvives.net, a 3CR supporter. You're on 3CR Thursday breakfast, 8.55am. And that track just then was... Survive. Survive by Dreaming Now. Um, yeah, that one was released on Invasion Day and we're just going to be playing it all year, I think. Love Dreaming Now. And now we're joined in the studio by Carol and Yanni from the Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance. And we're going to be speaking about the ongoing racism in the settler colony amidst the coronavirus. Welcome. Good morning, team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carol, can you start off by telling us a little bit about the Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance? Who are you? Um, So AAA, um, in short, is 
located in Sydney and Melbourne so far. Um, and we do, um, we support indigenous sovereignty movements and refugee justice. And I think that's been the core of our work. I'm working with groups like um, War and Rise. And uh, yeah, I guess we're in very simple terms like a bunch of anti-fascist Asians. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anti-colonial, um, pro-indigenous Radical Asians. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've written a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-colonial, anti, uh, Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance has written a statement. Yes. Um, did you want to speak about that? Yeah, so this is our first collaboration with the Sydney group, which is really exciting. Um, and we wrote a statement. We finished writing it yesterday. We're getting it translated into um, uh, simplified and traditional Chinese as well. And, yeah, this is actually the first time we'll be uh, releasing it, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes, exactly. It's debuting here, but then we're also going to read it out at the um, anti-racism rally tomorrow at the Department of Immigration at 4.30. And, uh, yeah, so shall we read it out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start? I'll go for it. Solidarity with those affected by coronavirus. Against racism, against xenophobia, against border violence. Over the past two weeks, we've seen and felt a rampant increase in racism against Chinese people and those who look Chinese. When we say Chinese, we hold space for many identities, be it mainland Chinese, local and migrant Chinese here, Aboriginal Chinese, Malaysian Chinese, and so on. To be Chinese is cultural and possible in many different ways that we cannot pin down. While we call for solidarity with those affected by the coronavirus in Wuhan and globally, we recognise the same dehumanising rhetoric and behaviours imposed upon Chinese folks in the name of public health and safety. Whose public health and safety are we prioritising and who's making these calls? The white public, who serves and is served by the Australian government and the Murdoch press, that's who. This new bout of old racism is not specific to the virus outbreak itself, if you consider the recent 250 years of history of these lands, but rather the virus has given people a reason to be outwardly racist. Sadly, we also see that some Chinese people have internalised this and distanced themselves from foreigner Chinese people. We refer to the organisations who have called on the government to stop international students and, and tourists from entering the country. This is a reminder for those of us who are Chinese migrant settlers, who have spent years and sometimes generations embedded within white Australia's assimilationist project. No matter how hardworking we are, successful, articulate or useful, we will never be white. But why should we appeal to an illegitimate illegitimate colonial authority that we are worthy? This is a reminder that we live on stolen, sacred indigenous lands And we, as Chinese migrant settlers, must stand with First Peoples, who have faced the brunt of ongoing colonial crime and continue to be the frontier of anti-colonial resistance. The Shenhua coal mine is being pushed ahead right now by Chinese capitalists, promising further destruction of sacred sovereign lands. It is our particular responsibility as Asian diaspora to call this out 
and to disrupt and weaponize our positioning for solidarity with indigenous movements. Invasion Day was just two weeks ago, a rally led by grassroots indigenous groups all around the country that moved hundreds of thousands of people. Here in Melbourne, on Kulin Nation land, the warriors of Aboriginal resistance called to abolish Australia Day because ongoing cultural, spiritual, intellectual genocide at the hands of the Australian state is nothing to celebrate. They also called for settlers to pay the rent as reparations but also as commitment to their laws. Many of us marched in solidarity within an Asian bloc because we know our struggles as Asian diasporic communities to be deeply bound to Aboriginal resistance and sovereignty movements. There can be no collective liberation without the return of their ancestral lands. When we see students being banned from entering the country and families being sent to and isolated in Christmas Island, we will not forget that the people who have faced such border violence and confinement are firstly Aboriginal peoples who are vastly overrepresented in prisons because of racist government policy and policing, as well as visibly black, brown, Asian refugees and asylum seekers. RISE refugees, survivors and ex-detainees testify to these experiences and lead in the cause for the total abolition of offshore and onshore detention centres. This is in their words. It is the same Christmas island where refugees were forcibly tortured and raped that is now announced as a coronavirus quarantine station. This idea of containment as a way of controlling bodies is not specific to just Australia. We see the same logic with the Uyghur Muslim uh, camps, the disappearing and torture of dissidents too by the PRC government. Imperialist and neo-colonialist countries then are not exempt from our critique. But what is happening here in the Western context is specific to how white supremacy reacts to sick, disabled, differently abled Asian bodies. This is true to the color of our yellow skin and even to our food. With all the false health warnings to avoid Chinese food and Asian populated areas, the videos of people eating bats. There have been so many vicious jokes and discussion made about Chinese people or Asians in general, and these draw on long-standing racist tropes associating Asian people with disease, filth, dirty food. But we refuse to buy into white supremacist hierarchies about the worth, value and dignity of bodies. Our belonging will always be conditional. And there's no way of being a good immigrant in the settler colony when our value and inclusion as model minorities is cast in purely economic and consumptive cultural terms. We seek our welcome from the true Crossonians of this land, not the settler colonial regime, and we'll continue to do the work of educating ourselves, uplifting and shifting our orientations to First Nations, to whom our struggles and lives on this land are intertwined with. During this time, we also call for the continued support for our families and communities and extend that to people in directly affected uh, from people in lockdown in Wuhan, those with family there, to those experiencing racism here, and especially international students, migrant workers, refugees and tourists. Thank you so much for reading that statement out. Um, yeah... 
thank you so much also for you know including the struggles um, that are already happening here like facing Aboriginal people as well as reading the statement out from Rise as well um, because yeah there's such a level of disposability again that we see from the government where they're addressing this by you know um, shipping people out to Christmas Island which is 2,000 kilometres away mm. and using those same tactics mm. um, that they've always used. Yeah, and it's, I think, not to equalise, right, the, those experiences of, like, Chinese families being sent there, but then also, like, the, yeah, the really fucked up um, experiences of refugees and ex-detainees who were detained there. Mm. And, you know, like, that's why Christmas Island closed initially. Um, but it's... I guess the same system doing it to people. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah, same structures set up, mm. um, but depending on what it is, I guess different communities and different bodies sort of being disposed of or cast away, yeah, mm. out of sight, out of mind. Mm. And you also briefly talked about um, some of the comments that have been happening online as well. Um, and I've only read a few, but I was just so shocked at how people have been so... Uh, I shouldn't be shocked, but so overtly racist and then somehow managed to also tie that into the coronavirus. Like, it's not even related, talking about, yeah, Chinese dishes and cuisines yeah. and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think I saw this one. It's like a politician maybe in Canada. It was someone it was a public figure in 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 government and they they took a photo of them at the dentist um and the dentist looked Chinese and oh no at a hairdressers and the hairdresser looked Chinese and they were like, Oh, I hope the only thing I got was a haircut And it's just like it's so unbelievable. <laughs> I just don't Yeah. It's it's like how do you think that's appropriate? Like how's this sort of appropriate for you as, as you know, yeah. in the position that you are to just do that and feel like it's okay. It's it's so bizarre. Mm, yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's like a whole history behind the way that uh, Chinese or like Asian food in general is like demonized, right? Mm. Um, one example would be MSG. A lot of people think like MSG is poison, <laughs> but it's derived from like, you know, grapes and tomatoes. And it's delicious. Yeah. There's MSG <laughs> and parmesan. And noodles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, another thing I really valued so much about the statement you read out was um, just, like, emphasising how much this isn't in any way a new phenomenon, that this has such deep roots, both in the sense of, you know, xenophobia and anti-blackness in so-called Australia, and also in the racialisation um, and racism that has emerged in relation to other... Um, you know, diseases across time, you know, the way that SARS was also mm. racialised, yeah. the way that HIV AIDS was, the way that, um, you know, Ebola, like all of these um, diseases have been a vehicle to justify racism. And again, that thing you were saying before around like that can fall on different communities at different times, but we see the same thing again and again and again. And mm. so tying it back to actually those structural roots mm. of, you know, systemic racism and anti-blackness and white supremacy here and elsewhere is so fundamental to make sense of, uh, to not just be like, oh, no, this is a new thing. It's like it's really not a new thing at all. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Do you have anything to say about, like, the sick body or whatever? Mm. Um, yes. Uh, I think I'll start with a bit of an anecdote. It's sort of just, like, brought back a lot of feelings. So <laughs> I, I guess I 
I think I was in primary school when SARS happened, but I was in like a majority. We had a lot of people of colour in our school, so it felt quite safe. Um, but I had a friend in her primary school. There was this girl in her grade who, um, who just believed that all Asians were diseased and wouldn't touch Asians. And like for the longest time, I really didn't understand why until I remembered, oh, actually SARS was happening mm. and People were really freaked out to the extent where you can just be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to deal with you. You're just all diseased. Um, yeah, I guess, um, with the, with the sick body. I'm sorry. I'm no, that's okay. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm thinking of in relation to what you're saying is mm-hmm. like, well, when, let's just say disease comes from vaguely the colonial construct of Asia, um, that is contrary to, you know, like how the white imaginary um, sort of conceives of Asian bodies, which is supposed to be like productive, like um, like for the colony, for the imperialist, whatever. And um, yeah, they're supposed to be productive. They're supposed to literally be robotic. And um, there's heaps of, I think, white writers um, who actually you know talk about i guess like uh post-humanism or whatever and like it's racialized as asians like Mm. for instance donna haraway Mm. and what's that what's that manifesto i forgot cyborg cyborg yeah yeah yeah. Mm. cyborg manifesto talks about like um asian asian women in factories and like their nimble fingers and how um you know sort of like they're supposed to uh like they're, they're like this model, basically, mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. this like cyborg feminist futurity. Um, but yeah, like it's also not just within white culture, and I hope I'm not getting off topic, but um, I see it in like some music videos as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, and, and I think maybe even Chinese people buy into these like cyborg futurities mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of like technology and like this sort of sense of chasing modernity mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and maybe that's why actually we might see people here who are like local chinese people distancing themselves from mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i guess like other foreigner chinese people um mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think i think on that with sort of people like conceiving um chinese people as you know yeah exactly sort of technocratic sort of nameless Mm. sort of just robotic it's really interesting because i think if you think of the legacy of the yellow peril and the sort of stereotypes that drew from it's always been dual it's always been like chinese people really hard working came to the gold mines but they're also lazy and dirty mm. and they're in opium mm. dens. So I feel like there's always been a duel of when you're useful, yeah. you're yeah. right. Yeah. When yeah. you're yeah. making stuff for us, yeah. it's fine. Exactly. But it's so easy to mm. fall back on that other side. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, so easy to fall back on the side. Yeah. And I feel like with distancing, I mean, myself, I have felt it as well. It's sort of feelings of internalised racism of like, oh, I, I feel uncomfortable. Should I wear a mask in public? Mm. I don't want to be seen as mm. that Chinese person. Mm. Or like when I'm in contained spaces, like a bus or a tram, I'm sort of hyper. I'm like, are people staring at me because mm. I'm visibly East Asian? Like, what's mm. what's going on there? So there's sort of like things that I'm sure a lot of 
Chinese folks are sort of negotiating within yeah. themselves yeah. these feelings, yeah, or or process of learning, mm-hmm. hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like about masks, right? Like international students uh, from China, um, because I guess they. Uh, have the habit of wearing masks. Mm. You would see them wearing masks more, mm. and especially before the fires. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I think like these experiences of racism have already been happening to people. Um, I hate to say this, but like maybe like maybe the fires normalized wearing masks a little bit more. But you know, I, I also think it's um it it's sort of like gone back back there or something like that yeah mm-hmm. back into the the whirlpool of <laughs> yeah, yeah. toxic white supremacy mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. expressed publicly yeah mm. mm-hmm. big rant no, very very valid rant <laughs> um we unfortunately we might have to actually wrap it up yeah there mm-hmm. um thank yeah, you are there any other thoughts that you wanted to share with listeners um i guess Come to the rally tomorrow, and it's at four thirty. Immigration uh, Department Department of of Immigration. Immigration. Yes, yes, four thirty Department of Immigration, and um, yep, it's I guess uh, to call for um, the travel ban um, to be cancelled because Mm -hmm. that in itself, you know, like is targeted at Chinese. Mm. People, people come from China yeah. and like Chineseness. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And mm. um, I mean, I think there's like less. Oh, actually, I don't know the stats, mm. so I'm not going to say them on air. Um, but no one's passed away from the coronavirus in Australia. Um, and Max, what were the stats? Um, so at the moment, there's I think there's 13 reported cases of the novel coronavirus in Australia, but all of those folks are actually in a stable condition, to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, for example, last year in terms of the flu season, which was one of the worst flu seasons that we'd seen, mm-hmm. there were easily over 300 deaths. I know that as of, you know, July last year, there were 287 deaths from the flu, and I'm sure that increased later in the year. I don't have the exact stats. But, you know, we definitely didn't get emails from our work about the flu and about, you know, like sort of these incredible, intense emails mm-hmm. that everyone is getting around the novel coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But when you actually mm-hmm. put them in comparison, yeah. it's sort of like there's a lot more going on there than yeah. just being like yeah. this. Is, and, you know, it's not to dismiss. It's like totally this is – it's a serious disease. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we all don't want people to, you know, spread it and die. But, like, mm-hmm. we need to be talking about the racialized moral panic that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Caroline Yanni, for joining us this morning and really encourage listeners to follow the work of Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance, AAA. Thank you so much for thank having you. us and Thanks, giving us Carly. this Thanks. <laughs> Accented women. It seems so obvious to me that if you live in a, in a completely violent um, cultural milieu that it's going to translate into every aspect of women's lives. Accented women. What's a border? They don't see it like a big wall right along the How the can country. people live ordinary lives when they're living in such an extraordinary situation where there are, two, where there are armies there and terrorists there and such conflict every single day of their lives? Accented women. A show by and about women from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. On Community Radio 3CR.
3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. Wear your Radical Radio colours in one of 3CR's new T-shirts. The bright new design comes straight from this year's popular Radiothon poster designed by Aisha Tufa. T-shirts cost $30 to pick up or $37 with postage. So drop into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Call 9419-8377 to place your order. Or buy one online at 3cr.org.au slash shop. 3CR Radical Radio T-shirts. Get one one now. Radio program Everything About a Woman every Tuesday night from 9.30 till 10pm at 3CR 855am Tune in to Completada Bailable Wednesdays 6.30pm Let's spice it up in Spanish with a little bit of English Join the feast. The ingredients for our completos are... Analysis, arts and culture, poetry and music. Remember, Wednesday, 6.30pm. Tune in. Jeffrey, I'm Alphonse, I'm Erwin, and we, we are, are from, from the Voice of West Papua. Tuesday, 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. News and music from West Papua. to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Gecko is an independent, grassroots environment organisation based in East Gippsland that has campaigned to protect the remaining forests of the region since 1993. Kungra Survives is a film fundraiser with all funds raised going to Gecko to survey fire-affected areas for ongoing forest conservation. Kungra Survives, Cafe Gummo, 711 High Street, Thornbury, Sunday the 16th of February from 6pm. $10 unwaged. $15 waged and $20 solidarity. For more information, head to goongrasurvives.net, a 3CR supporter.
You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, just before we were speaking with Carol and Yanni from the Anti-Colonial Asian Alliance. And now, joined on the line, we have Ripley and Malaya from the Family uh, EP Launch Project. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, hey. Morning. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the line. Um, Ripley, can you start by talking a little bit about this project? Yeah, so family started um, basically as a seedling of an idea um, in 2018 when I was applying for some funding and I was like, what's my dream project if I don't have any limits? Um, And something that I really wanted to see happen was um, a project or a collaboration that represented um, Pacifica artists, um, Pacifica diaspora all across so-called Australia. Um, and uh, something that could navigate the complexities of being in our own identities on um, on stolen land um, and um, showing solidarity, but also unpacking some of the complexities and issues that we face um, in terms of climate change, gender, sexuality, um, culture, and also some of the the broken um, lines of knowledge that we experience by being displaced people, um, and um, yeah, that's 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 where it all kind of started. And so I just reached out to a bunch of different artists over a period of time, um, and which what happens in all manners of way, either like sliding into the DMs on Instagram or um, <laughs> Mele, I actually went up to after I saw, um, <laughs> saw them perform at This Is On The Mic and I was like, no, I had no idea who this person was. I was just like blown away. And then I was like, went up to them and was like, do you rap? <laughs> and I was like, I'm a producer. I, I can see that for you. And then, yeah, next minute. Rapping, yeah. Mm, um, so, Mila, um, previously you've just been doing spoken word. Yeah. Yeah. And so is tonight one of the first times you'll be performing live as a rapper? <laughs> yeah, it, it will be like my official rapping debut. So I'm really excited. <laughs> this is very, very different for me. Amazing. <laughs> but it's really interesting because a lot of my like, favourite rappers um, are from Chicago and that's also where like spoken word poetry was kind of born from. So I think there's also like this new kind of wave of rapping as well, new style, which I'm really yeah. interested in. Yeah, no, like when I was younger, my, my older brother would like write poems and he would rap. Um, with his with his little friend group, and I was the type of person who would like watch that on the sidelines and write down my own little poems and rap them um, with my older brother or his friends. And I didn't really take it seriously until as we got out of high school, and I didn't realize that poetry has its own like rhythm. So mm. I like when you look at my poetry, my spoken word, it, like, it already sounds like a rap, if that makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, it totally intertwines with what I'm currently doing. Yeah. 
Amazing. And yeah, this project is featuring hip hop, new wave R&B, um, movement as well. Ripley, can you talk a little bit more about how you've also incorporated movement? Um, well, I mean, naturally we're just going to be dancing up on stage. <laughs> um, and I guess, um, yeah, it's basically been, it's, it's one long continuous piece of music, I suppose. It goes for about 40 minutes, four tracks, and there's interludes in between that. Um, so, um, our artists, some of our artists will be jumping up and doing spoken word. Um, TBH on the DL between us. We wanted to coordinate more dancing, you know, it's like Solange ways, but we're on a tight schedule. So I feel like we're just going we to get up and We had mad time limits. But I feel like we're just going to get up and we're going to vibe it, and, you know, the way we do. Um, but I guess what I wanted to, why I was kind of describing it like that is, trying to encompass the whole um, the whole breadth of what performance means um, to us and to these artists and um, there's dancers and spoken word artists and songwriters and there's all, all kinds of people involved in the project mm. um, and, and so and that was a way of kind of creating space to for everyone to share their unique talents, yeah. Mm. And so what are the details for the performance tonight? Um, so it's at the Abbotsford Convent, um, and it's the doors open at 8pm. There's a DJ, um, DJ radios on at 8, and then we've got um, the performance of, the music performance starts at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, where then the um, there's another DJ. It goes for about an hour, um, and then there's another DJ that will be on um, at after that at ten, and then it wraps at eleven. So it's, it's short. It's quite short. It's just three hours. Mm, um, perfect. Sure, Thursday night. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so you can be in home in bed by twelve p.m. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you're that way inclined, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, wheelchair accessible. Um, we've also got seating for folks who need to sit down. We've got um, free catering for the first people that get there from Mabu Mabu. Um, so they're making all kinds of amazing food, and um, yeah, it's. It's also, you can bring under 18, so just need to be accompanied and with a square wristband, but we're trying to make it as family, sort of friendly as possible, so the focus is not on. Fantastic. (laughs) Not tonight. (laughs) Partying very wholesomely, yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Ripley and Mala, for joining us on the show. And to all those listeners, yeah, get there tonight down to the Abbotsford Convent. Yeah, thank you. And you can just book your tickets through um, the Midsummer website, and it's free for uh, mob, free for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander folks. Just e- email us at info at family with an I dot net dot au, and we'll chuck you on the door. Great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Right, thank you, Carly. Thank you, Carly.
uh, and that there was Ripley and Malaire, who were part of the family project. And that's all we've got time for on Thursday Breakfast this morning. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll be back next week. Great. See you then.